Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the In Real Deep podcast, brought to you in part by Tazini Media. I'm your host, Steve Cimino, senior writer at InRealDeep.com, and with us, as always, is executive editor Andrew Johnson. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Steve. How's it going? How are you, my friend? All right. Welcome back to the In Real Deep podcast. Well, we're living in the upside down. <laughs> is that what you're calling it, too? Sure. Why not? The world certainly has been turned upside down, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We are recording this after the election, so that will be the new world we live in will be tinged in all of our podcasts, unfortunately, going forward. But we hope that we can have a nice conversation here that touches on it a little bit, but also touches on a really, really wonderful movie that Andrew and I were lucky enough to see in the recent past and that he reviewed quite wonderfully on inrealdeep.com. So go check that out. The movie is Moonlight and it's getting a ton of buzz. It is was really quite something. It was in some ways, I would say it's unlike not unlike movies I've seen, but it does the things it does with multiple actors playing the same character so well and you know just and the subject matter it was, I think it was it really stood on its own as a really impressive wonderful piece of filmmaking yeah it's uh it's it's both a story that uh does not or really hasn't been told in, in at least in popular cinematic circles you know yeah. a main character who is uh uh poor black gay um and growing up and and trying to come of age in that world uh you know quite quite a quite a far cry from something like american pie which i mean i i, I guess they're both they're both <laughs> coming of age this, they're, they're both american coming of age pie? stories i mean you could have so. said like boyhood or something that would uh <laughs> yeah well uh i guess yeah. he learns how to grow up when he fucks a pie right <laughs> I don't think they ever learn how to grow up. But anyway, I'm sorry for, for taking us down that road. Uh, no, it's okay. Was, so, yeah, it's a story uh, yeah. Yeah, that is uh, from a perspective that we don't often see. see but then it, the, the, the artistry, the craftsmanship, the, the style, the, the way it's told is also... Um, I mean, that I wouldn't say is completely unconventional, but uh, the, the way it's told in um, th- three, different, three different parts, as you mentioned, with three different actors playing the main character uh is is pretty pretty unique um and yeah uh, for anyone who is i suspect a lot of people probably will not have seen this it's it's in it's in i don't know i wouldn't it's not in wide release by any means but it's in a lot of indie theaters in, and yeah. in major cities so if you're in a big city you can probably go see it at some point and i think you'll be hearing more and more about it as the as we get closer and closer to oscar time but yeah so it's the story of as andrew said a young black man in miami and they they break it up into three parts and he, and a different actor plays the same character in all three parts and movies have done similar type things before there's a cut in the middle and all of a sudden it's a different grown up mm-hmm. person especially from little kid to grown man but I mean I've never seen someone capture all the little nuances and little tidbits of a of a person and of a performance the way these three did especially with two of them being young kids mm-hmm. and then one of them being a grown ass swole man right. like they. They did some of the ticks and some of the stuff they all picked up on and the sheepishness and it was just really impressive to see like they all nailed the character so well. So, so you know what's most interesting about that is uh, I, I after I saw this movie it, it it was really one of those I don't know if you felt the same way Steve but it was it was stuck in my head for days uh, I just kept thinking about it. Um, 
And uh, the, one of the interesting things that the director, Barry Jenkins, expressly uh, did not show any of the three actors who played Sharon, who's the main character, um, any of like the dailies or anything from the other parts. And wow. In fact, I don't think I think I they, they the three of them basically barely never barely met actually over the course of it so if that makes it more amazing uh, did he now, use movie magic then to sucker me into thinking they were all the same like that's crazy i don't know but uh or you he know. just coached them up real well and, and they all just got it perfectly well wow. the interview i saw you know they 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 uh they they were encouraged to basically connect to this character in in uh in their own in their own way i mean i'm sure i'm sure that uh you know um that there were little pieces of direction or, or even actions. You know, I keep thinking of the shot from part two to part three where, you know, he put, dips his face in the ice water and then, you know, later out comes Sharon, the, the swole, the swole version. Yeah. Um, so there are all these visual things that are done to give that, uh, give that sense of continuity. Um, sure. But, uh, but, but you know that that's that's one of the most remarkable things I think in general about the movie is that uh, that the the continuity doesn't become really an issue at any point. Um, you're, you do kind of have to piece together, um, you know, what's happened, uh, and then there are like huge huge sort of plot points that are never really even shown. Um, yeah, and, I love that. And uh, you know, one of my favorite small things I think I mentioned this in the review is just the fact that, like, one of the only cues you get that you've moved forward in time, besides the obvious, like, different actors playing different people, uh, is, like, the cell phones. Or it starts yeah. with a beeper that the, the drug dealer Juan is carrying, and then, you know, then it's a, a, a different, I think, just, a like, a flip phone later, and then all of a sudden it's, like, a, a smartphone. And that's one of the only things that kind of grounds you in the in the time of, time of where you are, but... It, it, it 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 just threads the needle on um on on not explaining anything with with you know we always harp on this on this podcast all the time you know bits of dialogue that are are expository you know rather yes. than the characters talking to each other uh there's none of that basically um or very little uh and it lets you figure that out without uh without ha- you having to do a bunch of like mental gymnastics to sort of figure out what's going on it's not like Pulp Fiction or something where you're trying to like piece together stuff like yeah um, so that that's right. one of the great things about it and it allows you to laser focus on this one character which is really the whole whole point of the movie so yep I mean people main characters are killed off screen with no you know but but in a in a very logical way you right. don't you don't need to see that like it, it would have been heartbreaking to see that happen but mm-hmm. why but it's, it doesn't serve the purpose of the story it would have you know. It, it would have been sort of not contrived because that's not you can do that and not have it you can have it be in service of the story mm-hmm. but it's not necessity to Sharon's story and the way he's going through like it impacts him in, in more subtle ways that you see in his interactions with the people around that character who is deceased like all of a sudden that becomes far more powerful as you sort of fill in the gaps yourself and realize what's happened like that's and like and w- at the end when his characters go to rehab and you don't know how they got there or what happened but that doesn't like why you realize why are movies so constantly filling in those gaps why are they constantly holding our hands and walking us to every single plot point like we don't need it 
it's the, the thrill of sort of figuring out in your own head and allowing the emotions to wash over you once you get it are so much more satisfying than being told. Like it's, it's not even up for debate. It's just, yeah. it makes it look childish and sort of embarrassing when you see how much other movies rely on that as their, well, as the way to move the story along. I mean, in fairness, it, it, it's, it's really hard to pull that sort of I know, thing it's off. So yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, and that's sort of the, and when you're they, making Doctor Strange, you're not going to let everyone. Right. You need to get the audience. That that's a, requires a little well, more chatting. Also, with any Marvel movie, you have to explain a bunch of inane things that don't really make sense outside of the Marvel universe. Like what a, sure. what are those blue things that I, I never Tesseract. The, the Tesseract, yeah. The stones, the Infinity Stones. They have stones. to remind me of that every Marvel movie, even though I, <laughs> even though I've seen like eight thousand of them. I have to remember what a Tesseract is and why I give a shit about it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's hard stuff. I mean, that's that's what's so great about this. I mean, I I just really think this is a, about as perfect a movie as you you can get uh, from the 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 characters and the way you're so invested in them. And then you know, I mean, it's so beautifully shot. You, it's it's shot in this neighborhood in Miami for people who don't know, Liberty City, a uh, very very tough neighborhood, and that's where Barry Jenkins and the guy who wrote the um, story. It's sort of semi autobiographical. His name is Terrell McCraney, uh, and it's just you just it's another one another one of those movies. And this is a thing I really always that will get me on a movie is you have such a strong sense of place because of the scenery the light you know you feel like you're like you're you almost it, you can almost feel the humidity of like south florida basically yeah um, and then the, the score is just haunting and it switches between um like this super classical score that reminded me of like spike lee's 25th hour to you know rap music to like the you know, my favorite song in there is like a doo-wop song, or a, it's maybe it's a soul song uh, that's playing in the diner at the very end. Um, yeah. That. Oh my god, what an emotional moment that is too. Again, super not like the, a character. You know, expresses his emotions through the choice of a song, and they just look at each other, and there's no need to explain any more detail. Yep. And it goes on for maybe what 10, 15 seconds, and it's yep. beautiful. Yep. And so much comes. I was going to say, you made a great point, too. Like, it it really did. It was so interesting to have the setting be Miami and be the total opposite of other movies set in Miami, too. <laughs> like, not like Bad Boys, where it's like sexy, cool Miami or, you know, that is the furthest thing from any of these people's lives. And it's, it's you know, it seems hot and sweaty. And you're right, like, that 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 is very pervasive. But there's none of the hints of what you would expect Miami to be visually depicted from you know other movies, which is a really nice touch, and that it, that's not the world they live in. So why would we see that? You know. Yep. I guess the only last thing I'll say, and I, I just have full praise for this movie, but you know, I love the way it also just didn't let any of its characters, including its main character, off the hook um, for any of their. You know, everyone's complex, right? You know, I mean, the best example of that is that you know you've got the archetypal like drug dealer with a heart of gold Juan who sort of takes in uh uh Sharon as a young boy um but there's a scene in that first part where Sharon calls Juan on the fact that he's selling drugs to his mom directly yep. and uh and uh it never really resolves that um because you know that's not life life doesn't get resolved like that um yeah he's not gonna stop selling drugs just because this right. boy is sad right right um 
and so uh you know it just doesn't it 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 turns its eye on all of the characters and all of them are flawed and all of them um but all of them are 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 human there's no like there's no like it doesn't feel like there's a throwaway character in there right there's not like and and there're only a few real characters honestly like i think i wrote in the review there's only Sharon and um the love interest i'm blanking on the name right now but he uh, uh kevin Ke- uh, yes kevin uh and and the mother are the, are the only people that are in each of the three parts only mm-hmm. characters that are in each of the three parts and um and uh naomi harris who's the mother uh is the only actual actor that's in all three parts yeah um was, so God, crazy i yeah. read I read that she really didn't want to take the role. She plays uh, Sharon's mother, who is the, the drugs, obviously, and she didn't want to take a role like that because she felt it was too stereotypical. But she talked to Barry Jenkins, and she realized that it's, you know, it's yes, it is. There, there are lots of those roles, but not like this. Not that come right. to this full circle and look at the character through and give it so much room to grow and breathe and and evolve with the time that goes by. She shot her entire arc in three days. What? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not sure they had to plow through this, but that's yeah, crazy. She was working on a little film called uh, Spectre at the time, so she only oh, had God. three, three uh, days. Well, I'm glad she got to do this and Spectre so she could watch the taste of that yeah. crap out of her mouth. Yep. It is a beautiful thing. Yep. You made a great point. We were talking earlier off mic, though. It's, um, it's, it's you know it's it's a crit like it's it's just so interesting like just when you called kevin the love interest like that's just i know this isn't the first movie to feature a uh, uh, gay romance or anything like that far from it but just it just feels this movie makes it feel very natural and very yeah. like deserved and very and like it doesn't it's it's in no way a contrivance it's in no way uh to garner sympathy or to, or to make you think that oh this 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 man is black this man is gay like that's right. it's just the character like there's no other bullshit surrounding it there's no and it's like and i haven't seen many movies if any movies that are able to get you to that point especially by the end when the two characters sort of find themselves again that's just so beautiful and i don't care what your feelings are if you watch that sit through the entire thing and get to that point don't root for them with all your heart like you're just i i I don't even know you're you don't have a soul yeah i mean it's uh it's it's that's that's what that's what makes this this movie go i mean i I mentioned this also in the review but um you know i i I love the characters so much that i was like the the hour and 50 minutes or whatever just blew by and at when the movie finally ended i was like oh no like I just want to like, it's not even like I craved closure. It's not, it wasn't that. I just wanted to keep living with them. I wanted to keep experiencing what they were, what they were doing. And, uh, and, uh, I mean, that's, that's about the best thing you can sort of, sort of hope for out of a, out of a film. So, and that's a great feeling too, because it does end relatively abruptly too. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there isn't any traditional, you know, story closure at all, but it ends on a really, in a really great place. And, you, I would love to see part four or part five. What happens to them next? You know, it's it really does make you feel good and hopeful and very, very uncertain, but optimistic <laughs> that people can find each other and then find like beautiful moments in all the darkness. <laughs> sounds like we're you not like talking. We're not, sounds like we're not not talking about the movie anymore, maybe. But 
<laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's sort of why we're here, I, unfortunately. I, I agree. But yeah, it's and and you know another thing you you we talked about as well is again this isn't the first movie to have a, a gay romance like this that is so earned and and, and warranted, but it's like there's 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 it's it's not explicit but there's certainly scenes and and moments in this that you definitely would not have seen a couple decades ago if not a decade ago and it's you know it's it's a movie of it's of our time and of and shows sort of you know the fact that this can be made and so beloved is just showing the progress we've made as people and then obviously the world around this movie in the real world is showing just how far we haven't really come in yeah. a lot of ways yeah I think a movie like this is very powerful because, uh, and I was saying this before we we jumped on to record here, because it's not it's not so capital M message oriented. You know, it's it's just about the people, and uh, I think that's 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 true. That's true. Um, true power, right? Uh, and and um, you know, you think about. Uh, uh, I mean, we you know we're getting close to Oscars season here. I think this movie is probably going to be a, a Best Picture nominee. Gosh, I, I sure hope it is. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how you could find even five movies better than it this year. Um, but uh, but uh, you know the, the the Academy is susceptible to as we have we as we've well documented over the years um, those capital M message movies uh, that make everyone sort of. Um, feel good about themselves just for having watched it and all that, all that stuff. And and hit you over the head as well. Yeah. And that's not really, you know, I, I read, I think it was Anne Hornaday who's the Washington post film critic, you know, who, who, or it was someone in the Washington post. I don't think it was actually Anne Hornaday, but she, she wrote, you know, um, her consternation at, um, you know, trying to answer the question, which I've gotten a few times since I saw this movie and I recommend it to people. They go, well, what's it about? And you go, well, I mean, I guess it's about a gay black kid in Miami, but that doesn't really, <laughs> it's like, it's like what, I think the, the, the piece I was reading is like, what happens in the movie? And it's like, that's just the wrong question. You know, it's just yep. like, it's not, that's not really what even is important here, you know, so. And not in like the artsy David Lynch way where nothing happens, right, you know, in, in right. the way where so much happens just not in bullet points that you could spell out in a couple sentences or two yeah i mean or 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 without just sounding like an asshole you know being yeah like well it's about identity uh you yeah know, and, and he hits the guy with a chair yeah. and you know <laughs> yeah um so you know that's always a <laughs> a tough yeah. line to walk between being too reductive and uh and then just being sounding like a pretentious douchebag <laughs> So, well, we, you did we, probably hit the nail on the head when you meant to or not is why it probably won't win the big awards because that's it's a lot for some you know it, it's not a mass movie that everyone will be able to wrap their heads around but i don't think that means it's inaccessible in any way i just think it's my it's a tougher sell like you said to explain it or to put it on a poster or to write about it like obviously you wrote about it very well and it was a great review but you also loved it very much and it's a lot like you know it again if you had to like really get into the to the details of it it just it's 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 harder to it's it's not the kind of movie that other people go oh that sounds wonderful i want to see that yeah it's well it's a hard movie to 
it's still? not like an easy movie. Yeah, and it's not even it's not really an easy movie to watch. I mean, you got to be yeah, you got to be locked into what's going on. Um, to hear to see a young boy use the f word and ask a person a sur- surrogate father what that means when yeah. he knows that's what he is is one of the more heart wrenching things I've ever seen in yeah. a movie. Yeah, that scene was just you know jaw dropping um yeah it's uh yeah and I, I in all seriousness you know we make a lot of fun of the of the oscars but i do actually really hope that this movie um gets attention there because th- this is one of the true the real things i i do think about um uh, the oscars being good for certain movies is that you know if if this can extend the exposure of a movie like this um a little bit longer um than you know, sort of flash in the pan to two, two, three weeks in big cities. I mean, I think that's a that's a good thing for the world. <laughs> yeah, Barry Jenkins gets that Oscar nominated mm-hmm. or Oscar winning next mm-hmm. to his name. That's that's amazing for him. Like mm-hmm. anyone with this sort of talent, and then the actors involved and actresses, like these, they're the kind of people you want to see doing more stuff. And you're right, that's the that's sort of how it's a business. That's how it works. And when yep. you get the buzz and the publicity and the couple bucks that come with it that that goes a real long way to getting you more opportunities and if anything these people deserve way more opportunities to do more amazing things like this yeah i mean that's and that's the other you know that's the other other thing you know there's uh that's the you know we we've all of a sudden got quite a few um african-american directors here who are finding a, a place a voice and um you know we were talking before you know this might not be a movie that gets made 20 or 30 or 40 years ago or maybe not in the same same way at least um and uh you know Ava DuVernay um uh 12 Years a Slave director Steve McQueen, Steve McQueen. uh sorry I knew it was a famous Steve I couldn't you know another Coogler yeah Ryan Coogler um now Barry Jenkins you know I mean this is this is I hope the start of something really good. And that's um, sort of how movies work too. Like, I mean, not, not defending the, you know, with Oscars so white, obviously. And with the, the there's a scarcity sometimes and that's unfortunate, but movies are, it takes two years to make a movie. Like right, they're, right, they're always behind right. the times. Like they're right. never speaking to, and sometimes, sometimes the perfect storm happens and they actually speak to what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. Usually they're catching up, you know? And so right. Right. I'm sure like it, it's, but it's, it is refreshing to see that, perhaps you know that was just a very very unfortunate year and people of you know of color and are getting opportunities to tell their own stories which is how it should be that's the point of diversity is different opinions different stories different ways in expressing themselves like that's what we need more than anything it had to be for this movie especially i mean uh you know i i'm glad i'm glad ava duvernay directed selma but with this movie in particular there's no way anyone that wasn't from the neighborhood that uh, Sharon grows up in could have told this story. <laughs> Just no, no, no fucking way. <laughs> no way. I mean, Selma's historical record, uh, this, this is the, is so utterly specific, uh, that there's just, there's no way, uh, anyone else could tell, tell this story. So, yep, I agree. Yep. So let's talk about the, the <laughs> elephant in the room. <laughs> Uh, so 
it's it's an interesting to see this movie and the i mean i saw it on saturday night after the election yeah. it was a nice respite from which is weird to call this movie a respite because yeah. it's very powerful <laughs> but yeah. it was nice to be in a movie theater and take two hours away from everything and not you can't check your phone you can't have a conversation you, can, you know your mind isn't hopefully not leaping from too many things and you can just focus on what's right in front of you and get lost in that and that's it's it's not i don't think of it as escapism so much as just being engaged fully engaged in something and not imagining a cornucopia of potential problems and issues that will befall us in the next years to come yeah well i think this movie is i, I you know, I do think the movies are often escapism, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Doctor Strange is escapism, right? That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. But I think movies at their best are 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 quite the opposite. I think um, I think if I think if more people could see a movie like this. Seriously, I'm not I'm not saying this to be corny or <laughs> exaggerate. I think if more people in the world could see a movie like this, we wouldn't be dealing with what everything we're going through in this country right now. And uh and because this, this is a movie about this is a movie about and I wrote about this on uh, on 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 the site uh after the election, you know, it's one of this is this movie has been in my mind. It's it's an this is a this is the example of that Roger Roger Ebert calls movie movies empathy machines. You know, you you walk in someone else's shoes, um, and and I think it's it's actually, you know, we have so much thrown at us between social media and and just job response, everything going on. It 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 actually it actually becomes difficult to like you said, sort of shut off everything else. Um, go try and understand someone else for a little while, uh, and and this is a movie that gives you an opportunity to to do this. And um, you know, I'm I'm trying my best to be optimistic. It's hard, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's hard to do that. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I feel like even if you voted for Trump, you probably aren't that optimistic given his whole message. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so I think that's probably one of the few things a lot of people agree on, but. Um, this is the kind of movie that gives me some optimism, you know, if, if, and, and we were talking about this before there's, this movie will come out on demand that there, there will be ways for people to see this. Um, now, uh, you know, they're not going to have to fight over the one copy of the blockbuster. Um, mm-hmm. maybe, um, you know, they can see this, this movie can be seen. Um, and so that gives me hope. Cause if, 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 if so, if, Somebody in Oklahoma can see this movie and change their mind about anything. Uh, you know, that's a that's a win. And so, sorry yeah. to all our Oklahoma listeners, uh, I'm sure you're yeah. lovely people. Yeah. Um, so I, I I just I think that's that's sort of what I was getting at. I don't think I don't think movies are. I'm not trying to sit here and say going to the movies are enough to to sort of uh, do what needs to be done now, sort of in 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 the world to make it a better place, but. I do think it's when you see a movie like this, it's not, you're not, you're doing a good thing. Not a bad, not a bad, bad thing. I think, um, I think, no, I think you're right though. I think it's, you know, what I think people are so scared of is not their team losing so much as, uh, as hate and the potential for hate to be unleashed on people and the potential for the disenfranchised and the disadvantage to, to be taken 
you know, to be blamed and, and made to suffer for this and for nominally to improve other people's lives. And it doesn't have to be that way. No. And this, you know, and a lot of that is a lack of understanding or a lack of trying to understand. And that's something we can all do better about no matter what side we're on. But when you see a movie like this and you, and you like you said, you see an authentic people from this world tell their story in, with such beauty and such grace and, and, you know, and it's something you don't know. You're, most people don't know or understand because it's it's hyper specific and it's and it's characters. But then its message is is for everyone and can be appreciated and loved. And like that's that's that goes a long way. And not many. And again, we're, we're the bar set really high. Not many movies can do that. We're not saying go see anything and get moved because that's right. unfortunately not the way it goes. But that's good. It shouldn't be. Every movie shouldn't be able to do this. It should be a special experience when you see something this good. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that's that's that'd be my sort of soapbox to get up on is you know um, there's lots of lots of things we all need to probably go and do a better job. But uh, you know, I was telling Steve I've I've made some decisions in my personal life about about social media and how I'm going to everybody get ready. How I'm going to? Uh, oh, I'm not going to go into the details of it because <laughs> it's it's way too it's way too personal to to me. But. Uh, my sort of feeling is, uh, oh, and by the way, please follow in real deep on in, Insta, Instagram, tweet, Twitter, uh, <laughs> Facebook, all that stuff. But I do think there, there. I hope a lot of people are sort of feeling like my 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 general feeling about all that stuff is that, um, like I've gotten sucked into that and feeling, and that feels like you're experiencing stuff and you're not really experiencing anything, you know, and. Um, a movie is a way, a, sort of a, a soft intro, I think, to experiencing the world. There's, it's it's a first step. That, you know, if you really want to experience, if you want to, you probably need to go meet people like Sharon in real life, um, yeah. if you can. But uh, but uh, uh, my sort of one of my things is just you know I, I need to go do more of that and less of the thing that feels like an experience, but is really just an algorithm designed to make me feel good about myself uh. <laughs> or you know, or really bad about yourself or fearful right and, right you know right. and there will be moments of where fear is, is uh comes about whether you want it to or not but to keep self-manufacturing that through this through this device is, is a very defeating choice and it's it's hard to not do but like you said there's if we use movies as an inspiration to hear other people's stories and then seek them out in our own right and our own real lives that is a very very good takeaway that i think would go a long way towards empathy and understanding and and caring and connections amongst people and that's a that's an important thing it's pretty much the only thing yeah i feel like you know it's the key we just got to understand each other a little better and uh you know try try each of us to get a little better every single day and, and uh uh if we could all do that every day then you know things would yeah. be, things would be a lot better so go that's, a long way. that's my best attempt to put sort of a positive spin or as positive as possible a spin on on one what's sort of gone down the last week here but yeah and again one of the things that make moonlight so great is the even though it leaves out some of the you know even probably a lot darker moments that we don't get to see mm-hmm. everybody you know sure every actor that plays around wears them on his face right. and it's you know they're like the 
the hardships and the struggles are all there and it's you know it's it's very prevalent and it's very there's no escaping it and the world is really a tough place for a lot of people and it's important to remember that as best we can before making decisions that we make and before interacting with the people we interact with like it's just something to keep in mind yep who is you who is you america that's (laughs) that's that's the question (laughs) well thank you barry jenkins though i'm it's it was really it was great to it was a sold out theater we saw it in and it was you know it was uh, people were you could tell they were very very like you said, they were stuck in their seat afterwards, and a lot. Of it. it was just, it was no one expected. It was like I said, it was the best ending. You know, the kind of ending you don't see coming, but it's perfect, and then also makes you want more. Like that's that's a rarity. Yep. Yep. Well, well, I'm glad it's out. If you haven't, if you like I said, if you get a chance to see it, please, you know, look it up. Go to your local Cineplex, see if they have it. If it's artsy in any way, they probably will, and you'll be hearing about it more, and it'll be well on demand and accessible by the time the oscars come around and if you know the gods are just and true it'll be awarded many times over for how great it is i think uh i also i i don't know how many screens it's on but it wouldn't surprise me if this has a little bit wider distribution than we might think just because it's uh a24 put it out so they they tend to have you know at least 24 does some fan i know you've written about them before they do some they're putting out some wonderful wonderful movies yeah they have two of my top three movies this year so far so uh what's the other one the witch which i know you haven't oh that's right well we talked that was supposed to be our halloween episode really really (laughs) enjoyed Oh, we got a little sidetracked. Um, we we're busy. Uh, but uh, yeah, so anyway, green they, room too. You love. You just saw green room. I did. Yeah, that wasn't. Talk about that. The, That's a very different style. That was a docudrama set in the near future. I think. Right. Was, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. We we are all uh, Anton Yelchin. Rest in peace. I know. Uh, yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, they so they, it might not be as hard to find as as we're thinking. I I don't really know. Plus, as it sort of picks up steam, these movies tend to go a little wider, especially this time of year. Yep. So hopefully, the good thing is it should be if you know, give it a show again. You'll be you'll have ch- chance to find it when you do. It'll be well worth your time. Yep. So, yep. All right. Well, anything else, Andrew? Any closing words before we check out? No, I mean just check out the other piece I wrote on uh, on yeah, Real Deep, and I think we've got a bunch of other stuff up there. Doctor Strange. The site's uh, coming back to life slowly uh, but surely. It's, yeah, it's, uh, you can get around now at this point. I think. <laughs> yes, I will have uh, an arrival review probably by the time this this podcast. And we may uh, we may be talking about that in the near future too. So keep refreshing your uh, podcast apps. Your I promise I have no no lessons about Donald Trump to draw from Arrival, so we'll, we'll <laughs> stick we'll stick to movies. Hashtag stick to sports. I think uh, we did a good job here too. I think we just just a tinge, just a little just old, a tinge. little tidbit. I wonder if people will be able to guess our political persuasion. <laughs> well, if they know me, or I feel like we, we don't hide it very well either. No, We're both very no, outspoken no. in our own ways. So. No. Should be should be clear if they read their views. Uh, yep, but, that's right. But yeah. All right, well, as always, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll be seeing you further on up the road. Adios. Adios.